have been waiting for you to get on another episode then you fucking hear your voice oh <laughs> word so many <laughs> yeah, well, to all my blessed fans out there good evening <laughs> he's Bonjour. back he's here uh, someone even brought you up literally just this last week because we had um, a new guest on he was my uh, my buddy JJ the jet plane and he was uh, he and I were flying high and we uh he, he has, like, a really deep voice, a very raspy register. Mm, a deep baritone. <laughs> yeah, and uh, basically uh, a lot of people were like, hey, when, when, uh, when is Crying Hawaiian coming back on? And here he is. Here I am, back again, feeling your ears with tears. Crying Hawaiian. There you go. <laughs> and uh, no, no fucking surprise, because we've been seeing him all month. Uh, he's, he's back because, uh, the three of us like to hang out. And for the longest time, we've been trying to get more three-part episodes in, and I would say for almost like a year, I've been trying to get you guys on an episode together. Sounds um, about right. Mm-hmm. I, I think it began, like, around last year when we were all playing, like, the Thing game, and we yeah, were all so just hanging like out. June-ish, mm-hmm. which, I mean... Yeah. yeah. Was, yeah, yeah we're year. in. So, it's right around the fucking corner. We, we finally got it started, and uh, and by got it started, I mean uh, Crying Hawaiian is <laughs> moving to a different state, uh, but he promises to be a regular on the show, and I'm going to hold him up to that fucking yeah. standard. So, uh, you, you, you will be hearing more of him in the future. I think, like, the first question people ask themselves is, like, Okay, who isn't on the show anymore because he's adding more people. <laughs> and I don't want like people to think like, oh no, the focus is still going to absolutely rotate. Yeah. Like it comes it, and, it comes and goes in seasons. I I, I kind of have it in my head. Mm-hmm. And each season is around 25 episodes. And so if this is episode 165, you know, we are well into our 7th 7th season. Wow. And uh, I would say you you definitely have some good episodes leading from, like, episode, like, I would say 60 onward. Mm-hmm. See, it's funny you say that. Cause and you I put were, it, like, 40 on, 30 yeah, onward. Uh, I put it in chunks of, like, f- seasons of, like, 50. Okay. Like, the anime thing. So you know, like, like the f- real long yeah, season. Over. Which, yeah, <laughs> which, which makes sense, like, 25 versus 50. So there's a little bit of arch in between season one and season two, but really not that much. The real reason, and this is absolutely just technical, like most people might not even like recognize it, the real reason I cap it at 25 is because 25 is when we changed our microphones. That's fair. So 
when also when we got to 50 it was like halloween so yeah. we did like a halloween special um so like that was a big like end cap thing 75 was not very special i think you and i were doing like a two-parter in the 70s about the the ouija board yeah i think so um and then uh i mean your third your third season premiere is never going to be as popular as your first season and your second season or sure. no your fourth and your first second third I would say um, somewhere in the hundreds. Somewhere in the hundreds, I think we hit our stride. Like mm. we had good story after good story. Like we went from like uh, Baraska into left right game. You know, mm. we started with like pen pal in like the eighties. Uh, ben drowned in the in the hundreds. Um, you, your episode Tommy Taffy like that's a that's a popular one. We were there with Tom Bongbadil. Um, when we read that one, and that was kind of our idea for today, is like, we're we're bringing crying Hawaiian like into a where am I episode, but we also wanted this to disconnect from the current series that yeah. I'm cur- I'm already doing every other week with, um, where am I right now, which is disjointed short stories. So I feel like a chunkier boy of an episode is gonna be. A, a different, you know, experience. Different, mm-hmm. It's a palate cleanser. Um, so hopefully the series that we finish next week doesn't fucking suck. I um, have high hopes. We we both have our expectations. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I hope they're met. <laughs> and uh, we kind of got a list together and we, we told ourselves um, this episode can go like two different ways. So I imagine we'll just kind of hit the ground running and, and see where it brings us. And if we have time to read more stories. We'll read another story. Um, but first, uh, we're going to catch up a little bit with Where Am I and more specifically Crying Hawaiian because uh, you wanted to give a little shout-out. Yeah. So, um... Give a little shout-out. <laughs> I'm stoned in my brain froze for a moment. Uh, so, yeah... As you know, uh, the three of us, we, uh, in addition to playing the Thing game, we play a lot of, like, tabletop games, D&D together. Oh, we've talked about D&D a lot. Right. Um, I currently uh, stream, well, I'm on a stream, where we play D&D. He's uh, plugging his D&D stream, guys. Yeah, I'm going ahead and chilling. We are on uh, twitch.tv slash dieselshot. You want to spell that for the boys and girls? Oh, God, I got to spell I-E word? Oh, man. <laughs> D-I-E-S-E-L? Yes. And then you said shot? Shot. S-H-O-T. Yeah. On Twitch.tv? Yep. We stream uh, every day except uh, Sundays and Tuesdays. Is this the one I watched? I'm not sure. Is it? Uh, we Yeah, the probably. Roll, yeah, the yeah. Roll 20 one? Roll 20. Uh, we, we stream it. We play D&D on Roll 20. Uh our D and D five E setting is. I'm currently set. in my first campaign on Roll Twenty. Nice. It's set in uh, Rosen Creek, which is a D and D world, like kind of Japanese German. Uh, yeah, it's, it's your Baldur's city. Gate type of. It's just your new place. Um, and on Thursdays we do Uranium Fever, which is a game in the ADA system, uh, and it's a Fallout RPG. That's awesome. On Saturdays, I'm not in this game, but. Um, it's also interesting. Give they them a do shout. the alien RPG on Diesel Shot. Oh, that's awesome. 
So uh, like, actually, like I appeared in last like the Ridley Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I appeared in uh, last week's game, which was like Escape from Waterworld. Some crazy, crazy water casino. I'm not really into the sci-fi mm-hmm. tabletop games as much, but I did feature myself on that episode. Bioshock. <laughs> You never played. Had, never played. You almost had me. Yeah. Uh, it's my one of my favorite video games of all time. Yeah, I I am very excited for that to come to the Switch. Even I was having this conversation with my brother the other day. He was like, "Really, you'd rebuy Bioshock again for another console?" I was like, "Dude, yes." The ability <laughs> to play Bioshock anywhere on the planet as long as I have my Switch yeah. is totally satisfying. And to you're me. getting. All of them. Yeah, all three of them. Like, you know. And it's the remaster, and mm-hmm. Switch runs that shit pretty smooth. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of games I'm getting for Switch, just because I want to be able to play them free. But, um, like, away from the TV, I mean. Yeah. But, given shout-outs where they are due, Crying Hawaiian is a part of several Roll20 streaming Twitch games. Mm-hmm. Uh, give them a look. Diesel Shot. Yep. Diesel Shot. And, uh, what, what about you? What about you? Where am I? What the, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, I have a lot of different things going on and none of them are public. <laughs> so I can't really, you know, he's shout he's on, anything out. He's on the podcast. He's yeah. listened to lots of pasta. Yeah. Every, every, I play the Magic the Gathering. Of- <laughs> what else do I Shut fucking up. need? Shut up about magic. <laughs> we, uh... We're, we've been doing a series. It's been pretty good. Check it out. It's called Killing the Cat, where we uh, part two just came out last week, and part part three is coming out next week. We haven't recorded it yet. I hope it doesn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's there's our shout out. Can I, can I hit that? Oh, you want to hit that? He said. Oh yeah, actually, he I wants to get in. I thought that was going around the room. Oh, this was my little baby, is what this was. Oh. I was keeping this little baby for a good old secret time with I mean, with Uncle Death. Do you want me to go grab some? We'll roll up a second yeah, one. Can twist one up. Oh no, I'm passing this boy along. There's there's a hearty there's a yeah. hearty greed to that. I was gonna say I don't know. More if I enough more than to that. share. Yeah. Oh, Excelsior! <laughs> By the power of Grayskull. We're all pretty stoned. Let me get that out of the way real quick. We haven't, like, talked about this in a while. <laughs> but on episodes with Where Am I... Where we, Am I?! We are absolutely <laughs> ripped. Out of our fucking faces. We are ripped every time. Oh, yeah, I, don't, like, I don't know if that carries over. I mean... But there has been, there's also been episodes with Crying Hawaiian... Where he legit gets so high he falls asleep on the couch. <laughs> Dude, I've seen him do that so much. <laughs> I know no you idea. have. Yeah. I know you have. But but like legit, we get so fucking high. Uh, we've gotten so high together before that we were gonna record and we didn't because we were too high. And that's yeah. that's both for the YouTube and for the podcast. We were too high both times. <laughs> Be like that sometimes. <laughs> it is like that, and you're gonna have to talk louder than that. <laughs> it certainly be like that sometimes. Oh, take another hit, crying, young Hawaiian. Um, okay, I'm uh. Can I talk? Can I talk a little bit about the character that I'm playing in your in your campaign? Yeah, by all means. So I. What D and what D and D conversation has come oh, up? Um, it's it's still in Delvorland, so it's the same world. Um, 
but it's a different group. Like, I I randomly bumped into... And I, I've been playing on Mondays for a while. It's been, like, going yeah. on for... He just jumped in because somebody else jumped out. He oh. needed a boy, and I said, I'm free. Yeah. Um, so I'm playing an Aarakocra. Oh, and, those are so fun. And and the voice I use is Matt Berry from What We Do in the Shadows. So uh, I talk very loud and very boisterous. I'm a crow. Yes. There Just are, imagine a crow shaking his head repeatedly. Loud, like, <laughs> very... Uh, verbally inept characters. Yes. And it just, there are times when I'm just like... Quite right, old fellow. Like the fucking... Uh, I'll just use Zill because it's a it's a made-up name anyway. Zill fucking walks in to He's the, a giant lizard bat. Yeah, thing. he walks into the sheriff's office and is like, Hey, by the way, we're the ones that broke the person out of jail. And that was our last episode. Yeah, and, and he's just like, oh, I wonder what's gonna happen. I like, watched them get arrested. You get arrested. I had, <laughs> I had nothing to do with like, it. My feathers are clean. What's your strength score? Uh, Although they fucking shouldn't like, have been. Like 14 or 15. Nice. And my dex can, is like 16 or 17. So you can I'm, pick someone up and drop them. I'm Yeah, no. Grapple was, grapple was given to the champion. Very nice. But yeah, gonna, I'm, I'm playing I was about a, to go to the book face. I'm playing a... <laughs> no, that's not my password for anything else. Yeah. <laughs> Except for my credit card. Don't steal my money! <laughs> so, uh... Hey man, you know where I live. We're, uh... So, sort of. He told me that both of them were magic users. Uh-huh. So I immediately said, what kind of raging asshole can I be? And I chose a fighter with long-range specialty crossbow expertise. Oh, so... So I'm literally like Hawkeye, but like in the air. Actual hawk. Yeah. You know with the crossbow it's way expert. On the nose. And with the heavy with a crossbow in general, as long as it's not a light crossbow, I think heavy crossbow, some kind of distance like three hundred to six hundred feet or whatever. You also have fifty feet of flight. Yes. Um you also can like I mean, and if you're a fighter, you could theoretically one action. I could attack someone else four times in one turn. Grapple someone, pick them up, fly, shoot somebody, drop that guy as a free action, and then go swoop back down and pick up another dude again. Like, yes. (laughs) We haven't gotten to combat yet, but I said, I'm up to some shit. I said, where am I? (laughs) We're up to some Tom fuckery. (laughs) And and yeah, so we're playing with a, a halfling... Uh, who is a bard? Bard. Yeah. Um, he's very quiet, which he's, is ironic. He's one of my favorite bards. Like he does some really, really cool shit that you don't expect. Like he's he's very, very. What's he do? Uh, I'm too stoned to explain it. They mess around with his uh bardic inspiration and stuff. Um, a little bit, not really. What he kind just, of bard? I don't remember. But he literally went. Uh, the, so the druid in the game was a fighter beforehand, and then switched to a druid. He was like, I don't really like the way I'm playing this character, can I switch to, to druid? I said, absolutely, by all means. for a giant 1T yeah. to want to change into a... So, what, he was a fighter, and the two of them literally, like, I, I built a coliseum, like, Super Smash Bros. tournament style, and it ended that, like, those were the two at the end, 
And so they, like, we did, like, a little fight between the two. And the bard fucking kicked the fighter's ass. Mm. That's crazy. In combat. That's crazy. And I was just Wait, like... So, so, I mean, depending on spells and all stuff. Yeah, spells. exactly. Like, he was just like, uh, you don't do is anything, the, bang, is, bang. Is the bard with the, the one with the, like, what is it, like, um, critical role, like, gravity and yeah. time, time yep. powers? Mm-hmm. He was explaining that to me, and that shit sounds insane. Yeah. Someone else uh, was talking about that, uh, the Gravit- Graviton Wizard or whatever, and I was like, I don't really... This shit sounds so cool, though. Yeah, I, I gotta read up on it, because I couldn't... Yeah, I gotta read... I didn't, like... They didn't send me, like, a link to what the page can do or anything. It impresses me, because it's based on actual science, and that's mm-hmm. what I like about it. It's like, oh, if that actually happened, if that manifested, it will be terrifying. Mm-hmm. Gravity being used against you. Uh, yeah. Time being used against you. It's so fucked up. Stealing years of people's lives in attacks. Crazy. I mean, it also sort of helps that, like, when players are like, I do this, I'm kind of like, eh, whatever, that's fine. Like, I, I usually let people do whatever the fuck they want. Yes. Um. So he's just, like, presenting all these really cool things, and I'm like, cool. yeah, that's fine. I haven't been able to challenge them in a combat in, in a couple sessions, so... I might turn the, the heat up a little bit too high. Well, you're definitely in a so, good spot now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this... this uh, they Like, they were supposed to <laughs> solve a murder, <laughs> and they literally, instead of... Like, they were right at, like... I would say, like, 85% of the way through. And then the druid is literally just like, yep, we broke the, per- the, it's the a person that was trained out of jail. Um, he admitted to uh, treachery. To the sheriff. <laughs> yes. I don't know what the sheriff's name is. I barely know it. Mo- Mongolian. Mongolia. Oh, yeah, Captain Mongolia. Yeah, <laughs> I, I pick up names, like, I'll look around the room and I'll be like, that's their name. Goddamn Mongolians. <laughs> um, so, like, literally, at, as soon as I get up from where I'm sitting, the names that I gave to NPCs, <laughs> I don't remember anymore. And it's gone. Yeah. Um, and that's what's, what it's like having Where Am I as a DM. Where am I? Now, it's a good time. And we, we have a good time. I'm excited yeah. for where that's the, going. The and stories are always fun. They just never have names. I want to play with him again, too. Yeah. So I mm. hope I hope we get that group back together. Um, or, I think we'll be getting some variation of it together. Variation of it. Yeah. I think if more people, you know, get and used to and get on campaign. board... <laughs> Your campaign was a good one. Yeah. The World of Darkness. Wednesday nights. Oh, yeah. I'm so sad about Wednesday nights. Dude, I would get shit-faced. Crime Hawaiian was a really great DM. Shouldn't fucking drive home. For me, where am I in Django? Afterwards. And we're reminiscing because he's moving away. (laughs) Hunter was fun. That's what it was. Hunter the Vigil? I know that I blacked out two episodes. <laughs> Good. It's I know that I got way character. too high on Mushrooms one episode. Oh, yeah. I remember like, that. Yeah. Like, uh, I was like, what? You're on Mushrooms? <laughs> uh, the, there was an episode where we fought a bunch of werewolves, and it was like something like three episodes or four episodes, and like I could swear that it's like a half an episode, because I was just drunk for the rest of it. <laughs> we fought with werewolves. Yeah, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I was, I was. You there. were trying to fight a werewolf for a long time. Oh, you I was trying funny? to become a werewolf the for worst, a long time. I was just like, I'm gonna stand on the ground and howl. 
the worst I ever got with that campaign is the worst I've ever gotten on this show, which is just super fucking stoned. Where I'm just like, I can't even read the words on my paper right now. <laughs> like, it's, it's like, I'm trying to attack you, and I literally don't even know what's what's on me right now. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening. That game where I was too high on mushrooms when we were in those ruins, immediately after that, I got taken home to play in a game on, on Roll20. And it was just like... Everything was melting and warping into each other at one point. I was just like, I oh, think I remember fuck. you explaining that. <laughs> well, I feel like, next at least on Mushrooms, playing sounds way better than running a game. Yeah, way. it was way less pressure and it was way easier to like hide it yeah. and just like mute my microphone and pretend like everything was alright. I would put some music on just to vibe. <laughs> but seriously, like, uh, those, those Wednesday nights were so great. And, uh... I, I hope we also get some uh, some good stuff out of our old campaign. I, I'm not necessarily ready to say bye to that character. I was playing a, a halfling druid, and I was a bit of like a Pokemon master. Yeah. Um, I just had fun little animals, and I only recently got my, um, my fucking Arclight Phoenix, and I haven't been able to use him yet. <laughs> I just want him to fucking wreck shit. I yeah. just want to wreck shit once. And then, I know exactly how you And then I'd even let you, like, kill him or something. I would feel bad. But, um... I mean, I, I know for a fact... So they were at... This is the worst part of it all. Is they were at the, the, the big episode one, here's your bad guy, get there, right? Didn't even fucking make it through the, the goblin dungeon. And we, like, had to stop everything. I'm, I'm not replaying that. I'm going to create a dialogue of what happened uh, and recite it and kind of be like, yep, that chapter's done. That's We're, totally we're moving on. We have to move on. Like, if we dwell, it just, mm. it, it's not going to, it's not going to digest properly. Mm. Some I just want to keep playing Saul. I finally got to, like, yeah. my goal of lichdom. <laughs> you got to a crazy place, too. <laughs> I mean, I, I do think that we can get enough of the old group, at least, like, you know, two-thirds to, to jump into a Roll20 I'd like to game. think Deputy Dewey is down. If he had a decent computer? Yeah. If, his if he had a computer from this century. Um, oh. Oh, my God. That's... that's okay. Yeah. That the one without the computer. That makes sense. That gives me I was going to say, Harold Heavyhands definitely has a good computer. It's the just getting him on it. shit could definitely be... Yeah, if it's a, a roll twenty machine, dude, I could put that together. Much. It's literally yeah, what, like, the, what, what the left, what the leftovers of what, what I've got, and we just need a power supply in a case. I have both of those things. <sighs> Listen to these nerds go. Bada bing, bada boom. They're feeling it. They're in the rhythm. Oh shit! Are we gonna do this? Are we gonna fuck this pig? Let's let's grease her up. <laughs> okay. <out. laughs> okay. Why, why did I have his enthusiasm and <laughs> nothing from you? See, nothing and from there's, you. there's one big, well, I guess it's not big, but there's one right, specific I know. thing I know, that just, like, hits me. And I can't pig fucking. I can't <laughs> deal with it, man. Like, it doesn't, like, oh, it, just, it turns right. my stomach Do you know upside why? down. Do you know why? No, I don't. It's it just always has. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> it's because I'm from Alabama. fucking Alabama. Do and they do that in Alabama? No! Oh, I was gonna say. I they did but it's way more kind of... likely, so you have to, like, <laughs> frown upon it farther. You know, it's like, and, and ex excuse me if I sound unsensitive, but this is just how it was It was grown up, is it's looked at as the same as pedophilia. 
no, it definitely is. Like, it's it's bestiality. Is definitely. Yeah, yeah, it's animal abuse. I would agree. <coughs> so I just. Some people love their dogs more than their children, my man. Absolutely. I, as, a, as a man who plans to not have children that. and loves you the fuck out of dogs. And so people have pet pigs. Some I actually, I want a pet goat. Sleeves. I would, I would love a pet goat. That would just be the greatest. Like a little pygmy goat. We should start fucking reading or we'll talk for another 25 <laughs> minutes. Yeah, we're not going down that, you got that me, road. You got me riled up, boy. <laughs> the so, bammer came out. So... The first thing that, and, and with, with Crying Hawaiian being uh, our, our valued guest this evening, I basically asked him what sounded coolest to him uh, to read tonight. And this is one I've had for a very long time. And this is one a lot of people have expressed interest in. Because you gotta admit... That premise sounds fucking weird. I would do yeah. that job if it you paid would? a lot. Yeah. Listen, I, Let I will me pose keep it. my mouth shut. Let me pose it. The title of this story is from Reddit No Sleep. It's called I Clean Up Crime Scenes for a Living, and today was the worst day I've ever had at work. Uh, but for, you know, long sentence uh, terms, let's we're just going to call it I Clean Up Crime Scenes for a Living. And when you read that, yeah, would you? Now... Yeah. See, see, crying Hawaiian is looking at it from the perspective of the gangsters. You're like, they're doing some stuff, I'm cleaning it up. In, in, in any situation, see, if you need I, someone to discreetly clean it up and you're going to pay a lot, I would never even post this. That's all I'm saying. Are I, you a cleaner? I, I would. For the right, amount, the right of amount of money? He, I would crying never, Hawaiian might have been would, a cleaner at some no, point. I wouldn't see, say, I'm looking at no, this from the, the perspective of law enforcement. Mm. Like, I'm yes, like, this, this is the dude it. that comes in after the cops. Mm. I can't see you doing that. My, um, no. I have a no. sister, yeah. for, for those who, like, you're, you who don't might not know cop. on the podcast. I wouldn't even work for a cop. Um, that's why I didn't even consider that, that, that being yeah. the case. But that's where my mind went. Mm. My it's sister's like, I was like, first, not. like, idea of occupation in her adult life was actually, like, crime unit, like, live investigation sure. like and, you and know, scientific a lot of that generation breakdown. watched uh you know in our, our generation watched like the crime scene investigations like the, the csi the funny thing oh, is yeah. we've never watched those shows at least i know I her not to she literally just always had an interest in that shit and um i can't help but think like Hell yeah, me too. If I could have been like a fucking doctor, if I really put, hey, I had I had a good GPA, I had good SATs. If I wanted to, I could have been something. <laughs> and, oh. I mean, I was trying to be an engineer. And uh, and here we are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love you guys. You're good. Um, uh, I'm as much making fun of myself. Oh yeah. When I think I about, know what classes you were in, boy. <laughs> When I, Sorry, the bam is still in me. <laughs> when I think about cleaning up crime scenes for a living, does your mind go to like the old the old CSI joke? There's just there's just semen everywhere. No, my mind goes to I'm just the kind of person that gets called when someone yeah. calls a lawyer or someone important they know and they go oh jerry i'm in a i'm in a hotel room in vegas and i fucked up real bad i need you to make this disappear uh, and then jerry will be like don't worry calm down leave the place put two hundred and fifty thousand dollars on the dresser 
It will be all taken care and of. And you literally show up with rugs, plastic bags, and, like, and bleach. And all housekeeping, and I go in, and I fucking clean everything, and yeah. then I go home, and literally... Like a s- straight scrubber. And it's between me and the dude that called me. I would do that. If that's what I think of when I read that sentence. <laughs> you heard this because otherwise, why would it be scary? Because otherwise, why would it be scary unless if it was something that's because not on the level? Have you ever seen Dexter? Because are fucking crazy, man. Huh? Have you ever seen Dexter? Yeah, that's scary. The see, I mean, what what you what like, makes it even more scary is like. But listen, but listen, this is Reddit no sleep. Mm-hmm. These crimes could be supernatural in quality. Right, so cleaning this up could crime be scenes where the bodies don't thing. lay down. Right, that would suck. Like that would the, su- yeah, <laughs> the dude that goes to the that's crime scene the after Mulder and Scully. That dude has nightmares. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like. Uh, and no, no doubt, this is a job that gives you nightmares because also yeah. with the, with this territory is going to oh, be yeah. after you know cartel killings. Someone has to clean that up. <laughs> I would yeah. keep my mouth shut, but I mean, I like cartel money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and cartel money likes people who keep their fucking mouths shut. So I mean, that's what I think of when I see that job, and that's also probably where you would see the scariest shit. Probably see someone get absolutely. Their that's head what I'm saying, fucking, man. But probably have to clean up people who got scalped and left tied up to a cactus. That's what I'm talking about. You've, you're you're finding people who look like they just got done meeting the fucking predator. Got the being fucking like, like skin lords. hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. Like, come on, man. There's some fucked up shit that you could discover in a crime scene. Yeah, but that kind of money could pay for some primo therapy, <laughs> where I don't have to like say many words. Who wants to start this? Because there are three parts. One of us got to start this thing. I mean, I I will start. I'm good. I'm way too high. Yeah. I um, think so. You want to you want to go well. you want to go there? I'll, I'll start. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna let where am I take take the first part of this. Reading the title again, it's called "I Clean Up Crime Scenes for a Living," and today was the worst day I've ever had at work. Take it away. It's not a job you usually tell people about. Those who already know don't really want to hear about it either. I never would have seen myself doing it. I didn't even realize it was a job till I found it. I was a high school dropout that slung petty amounts of weed to college students. Hell yeah. Uh, When my girlfriend at the time, now wife, got pregnant. I knew I had to pull my shit together. Uh, Knowing I was going to have a boy of my own made me realize I had to become a man. A man! With no diploma or anything, uh, the best paying job I could find was cleanup. This hits really fucking close to home because I've been having this conversation with my parents a lot. Uh, Crying Wyatt was having this conversation five seconds ago. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean the 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 uh, college dropout one. Oh, that yeah. one. Yeah. I don't like to have that conversation. I know. And <laughs> high five. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I don't mind it. Uh, the pay is not bad. It's not a huge city, so there is a lot of downtime. Uh, we do cl- medical and chemical cleanup, as well as general biohazard stuff. Most people last a month, most in the job. Uh, it's cruel, but we actually test them a little and take them to all the worst jobs that come up that first month. It's necessary to make sure they can actually that they are actually going to stick around. Last week, I took a new hire, Chad, Chad. <laughs> along to a cleanup after a guy who'd killed his wife and daughter, and then himself with the 12-gauge. Uh, Chad. Chad played high school football 
and thought he had it made. Uh, when he didn't get that college scholarship, he realized he had no skills and didn't know what to do with himself. He threw up soon, as soon as we opened the door and he saw what was inside. I had to call him a taxi. Uh, I was expecting a little more from him, to be honest, but shotgun cleanups are among the worst. Little pieces of bone and brain. I think that's what would get me, place. pieces of bone. It's pieces not of brain looking like little pieces of jello yeah. just fucking sitting there. I think it's the smell that would get me. Oh, yeah, I know it's the smell. I think it's the smell. I wouldn't be able to sleep ever again. <laughs> it's not the blood. Most of the time, the carpet gets thrown away, so you just have to get enough out that it's no longer soaking. Uh, if they got an artery, then there might be some on the walls, but it's still not that bad unless it ended up on the ceiling. Uh, no, it's the skull and the brains that make a shotgun cleanup so shitty. Called it. You have to check everywhere to make sure you got every last piece. I have found pieces of skull behind clocks, tucked into corners, under beds, even in a TV <laughs> once. The pieces of brain can come out with enough force to get wedged in the gaps in furniture and floor. Oh, man. The buckshot can also be a bitch, especially if it's got, uh, got dug into wood. I'll do everything I can to persuade them to throw the door or cupboard out. But sometimes it's got sentimental value and I have to uh, dig in there with tweezers. Jesus. <laughs> right now it's only me and Gavin at the company. He bought the business cheap last year after Caroline left. Uh, Gavin has spent eight years doing cleanup. Much as I don't mind the job, I hope I don't turn into him. Uh, Caroline had been doing cleanup for... I don't even know how long. I just know she left to retire. Uh, but at least been cleaning since back in the 80s. Uh, there was a small drug or turf war in our city back then. And she had some horror stories. I always kind of humbled and respected uh, of how long she'd lasted. She'd joke that after raising four kids, she realized that a little muck ain't nothing to be afraid of. There also used to be a guy called Hardy. Hardy. I guess all of us had to be a little weird doing this work. Uh, it needs a special kind of detachment. <laughs> Hardly, though. Hardy, though. Hardy. 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 Hardy, though, he seemed to enjoy it at times. <laughs> it's the name. It's for my penis. <laughs> He'd crack jokes like, She sure lost her head. Hey. Or, Hey, you need a head? <laughs> need a hand? But he'd be holding a foot, so it, it never made sense. Yeah, sh shitty puns. <laughs> he'd have a pile of shit in his hand. <laughs> so he's like, we got a wise guy here. Hey. I hated working with the guy. I didn't hate him. I just hated working with him. Uh, it was the fact that working with him reminded me of what I was actually doing. Uh, that these were parts of people. Hey, you want to go uh, get a burger after this or what? <laughs> Gavin ended up firing Hardy after he got caught trying to take home what he described to me only as a, a souvenir. souvenir. It says uh, a souvenir. It's a vagina. It's a souvenir. I don't think even Hardy well, would have gotten it. it. <laughs> she ain't using it no more. 
God, that was horrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Well, it was also the first flashlight that yeah, I ever made. Yeah. No. I and see that's more acceptable to me than fucking a pig. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's not. Uh, Gavin ended up firing Hardy after he got caught trying to take home what had been... Yeah. Alright, um, it's a little asshole. I took home a little asshole. It's a joke. Who doesn't take home a little bit of ass? You never took I home think. a joke asshole before you put it, you know? <laughs> I don't think even Hardy would have That's gotten a kick out of today's movie. scene, though. What are you, Fred Serial? <laughs> you know, you're like, ah, oh, I gotcha. <laughs> it's like, uh, didn't they do a Rick and Morty thing with eyeballs in cereal? <laughs> so it's like that, but assholes. <laughs> As I made my way across the lawn, I could already smell the scene. No. I gagged a little when the decay hit the back of my throat. <sighs> As I got closer, I struggled not to throw up. Far worse than shotgun cleanups are what we call an unattended death. Ugh. An unattended <laughs> death is when someone has died, but nobody noticed. Usually, old people whose families don't care... Uh, maybe their kids are ungrateful. Maybe they were terrible parents. Either way, it's uh, some it's some sad stuff. Uh, it's not the sadness that gets you, though. It's the smell. Fucking no. no. Even Caroline, who must have no. dealt with countless unattended deaths, would still gag. Yeah, Caroline. Caroline? Bear in mind, you go in wearing a mask to filter your air and get most of the smell out and you struggle not to hurl. It's almost unbearingly sweet, but also like a fishing bait box. (laughs) Something Something about that smell triggers a primal part of your brain that knows that smell is something you need to get away from. Unfortunately, when you do cleanup, you can't get away from it. The next best thing is uh, Vicks, or some heavily mentholated oil. Right under the nose. Right under the fucking nose, Junior. I took my emergency bottle of Vicks out and smothered it into my mustache Mustache. to overpower the the smell. Yes, my mustache. My wife hates the mustache. I'm a man. But it acts as a reservoir for the Vicks. My mustache. My mustache is going to fucking itch all night now. <laughs> mustache. And what you say there, you guy, lasts pretty long. Here, let me tell you a little trick. Here. <laughs> Smother a little bit of this on you. Take, up a a little bit, take a little bit of shit yep. put it right under your nose. Because then all you'll be smelling is shit. You won't be smelling now all the dead bodies. There, what you want to do there, Jack, <laughs> is take a little bit fucking of mustache. <laughs> take a little bit of asshole, stick it right up your nose. See, this is why you keep the little souvenirs. <laughs> souvenirs. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Gavin taught me that trick. Yes, he did. We probably look a little suspicious. Two guys with mustaches hanging out together. I put the mask back on and step into the house. I could still smell the decay faintly over my peppermint mustache. No, no, officer. We... <laughs> We're not up to anything suspicious at all. We're just the sanitation. (laughs) Are you saying that I'm suspicious because of my mustache? The layout of the house was one of those where the front door opens right into a living room with an open-plan kitchen and normally a table for eating at. There was no furniture in this room, though. It was gutted to make room for what I guess should be uh, called a display. It seemed to mainly be children, 
or what were children, none of them were whole. Put back together, they'd maybe make up four or five. Uh, the parts are in varying stages of decay, most of them probably at least a month gone. Jesus Christ. No heads. Flies swarmed around the room. The blood on the floor was fresh, which was strange considering the body parts. Uh, the flooring was hardwood, so there was no carpet that could be made thrown out. A uh, small splash in the corner of my sight made me notice the blood is dripping onto the floor from above. So I look up. Whoever the sick fuck that did this, they pissed me off on a professional level. <laughs> I can't believe how much blood they managed to get up there. It was a porous plaster ceiling, so it had acted like a sponge. Some of it began clotting. That's fucked up. Screw it. I'll get rid of the body parts first. I get about seven limbs in before noticing something small between the floorboards. I bent down and coaxed it out. A child's tooth. I looked back down at the floors and noticed there are more white shards in between the floorboards. And brains. God fucking damn it. God fucking damn it. It's at this point I had a weird realization. I've become so good at detaching myself from my work that I'm not only bothered that a person has done some incredibly sick things to more than one child, what bothers me is how difficult that same person is making my job. Far more than I was salty about the children murderer, I was pissed at Gavin <laughs> for calling in sick today. Fuck you, Gavin. Fuck you. It's actually in the story. He's very angry at Gavin. <laughs> I scanned over the scene again, realizing that this might be more than a day's work. The body parts have to be bagged. That's only a few hours' work, but the ceiling and the floorboards might take a day each. I decided to do the ceiling first, so that I only have to do the floor once. I bagged up two torsos, a few more limbs, and headed back to the van for the ladder and the special blood cleaning fluids. I go back in with the ladder <laughs> under one arm and a tub of cleaning fluid in each hand. It was an awkward waddle as the ladder tucked under my arm, swinging around, knocking me off balance with every step. Fucking Gavin. I went back, set up the ladder, Open the first tube, which is for blood that hasn't clotted yet, and get to scrubbing. I wasn't sure how many hours had passed by the time I'd finished scrubbing the first. Uh, I finished the first scrub down, but it's dark outside. Blood was still soaking into the plaster, but not enough to drip onto the floor. I figured I'll bleach tomorrow, even though they'll probably just replace everything anyway. Whatever, we charge by the hour. <laughs> I still had to get rid of what is clotted in the ceiling, which is the really tiring work. I climb down the ladder, go to the van for the scrapers, and get back to the house. I start scraping away at the clots. I notice some weird scratches in the plaster. 
This was obviously how the killer got the blood to soak in the ceiling. I follow one, clearing everything off of it, then climb down the ladder to see if I could spot other scratches. The one I cleaned out looked like a letter, sort of an N, or a, a, a U? I thought it was a weird coincidence, and got back to cleaning the rest of the ceiling. After I finished, I climbed down the ladder and looked up. That's when I realized that everything annoying about this job wasn't just the disturbing ritual of the serial killer. I read the name carved into the ceiling above me, each letter about a foot tall. Gavin. Bro, fuck Gavin. <laughs> fucking Gavin, dude. Oh, that's interesting. It's an interesting fucking story. Yeah. Someone needs to punch Gavin in the spine. <laughs> With a bullet. <laughs> Do you want to read part two, my boy? Yeah. Crying uh, Wine is going to read part two. Any thoughts before we jump in? Other than that I'm fucking stoned. <laughs> I think this dude is just going to bitch about his job for I, three stories. He, he might. He has a lot. He's 100% like, within his rights. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing. So, the title... I clean up crime scenes for a living, and today was the worst day I've ever had at work. Is that for the, the all three parts, or is that just part one? I believe it is all three parts. Okay. So I'm looking at the title for the next part, which obviously we have up right now. Um, I don't see it. Neither do I. It just says part two. Oh, is that seven, how many pages it is? Yes. Oh. That's not the title. I. It's just length of the next section. Okay. I thought Seven was the title, no. and I was like, what is about seven to happen deadly here? Seven sins. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah. Like, Touching children. Kevin uh, Spacey is a I'm, monster. And a I'm going to refer back to my previous statement. <laughs> I'm high. I'm shit. Uh, yeah, this is just Cleaning Crime Scenes Continued. I don't know if there was a title. I've had this one for a while. Yeah. Um, this one was ripped from a... A larger creepypasta file when I got better at sorting things. So I don't know if it lost its titles then, but That's I have it as a three-part story. Part two of Clean Crime Scenes, uh, Crying Hawaiian. Okay, let me try to get a little closer to this little mad boy. It suddenly became obvious that nothing about how much of a ball ache the scene was to clean up was, was chance. Teeth wedged between the floorboards, blood on the ceiling. Yeah, Gavin probably thought it was hilarious. He wasn't normally the pranking type. Actually, he wasn't the joking type at all. But the setup was too obvious. He'd called in sick, made the scene obviously difficult to clean, and then carved his name into the ceiling. Ha, fucking ha. I called him to let him get the laugh at my expense he was so desperate for but only so I could scold him for carving his name in the ceiling. He would know better than anyone how bad the, uh, how bad that could have been for us if the police got to the scene before us. The fact that it was just two of us mean, uh, means we were spread thin and uh, that it had been happening far too much lately. We lost a lot of clients over the past few months. Summer makes the smell more obvious. We had bail halfway through our job only a, weeks, only a few weeks ago when we heard it. Got called through on a police scanner. No answer. 
I left him a message peppered with four-letter words. <laughs> the power sander didn't get rid of the word well enough. The scratches were just too deep. I ended up taking a sledgehammer to the ceiling to break it up. I guess my thinking was sort of like shredder for words on paper and break it into pieces that would be impossible to reassemble. I took out more of the ceiling than necessary just to make it look more like structural failure. Gavin really hadn't thought this through. <laughs> when I finally got back home, my wife Lynn asked me how work was. I wanted to tell her, but uh, she still didn't know what I did tiptoe just outside the lock, and she would want me to, uh, and she would want me to call it. She'd worry that Gavin was in danger. She was kind and considerate like that. It's part of why I married her. I could tell she knew it wasn't fine, but she also knew I wasn't going to tell her. We ate dinner together with our little guy. He told me about daycare. I read him a story and put him to bed. It's not their child. It's just a small man that lives with them. Just yeah, the, the it's little, little guy. Yeah. It's like two and a half men. Oh, Heidi Ho, put me to bed. <laughs> I must have fallen asleep in three seconds flat. Breaking apart a ceiling is more exhausting than you'd think. Big day at the bank tomorrow. I mean, it, it's not more exhausting than it sounds like it sounds um, fucking exhausting. How do you even dinner, pull that off? Yeah, you like, just, you're like, throwing a sledgehammer up. Like, you're going against gravity. That sounds fucking miserable. Even if you had a jackhammer, that'd be fucking ridiculous. You, there's no way. You couldn't hold a jackhammer up that long. Yeah. Like, <laughs> maybe, like, Thor could. Yeah, yeah maybe Thor could, but... Thor would be doing fucking bodybuilding competitions at that point. Yeah. I do not think and the, also the, the, the author of this story is Thor. No. And then also, if it was, he probably couldn't get up on a ladder. It wouldn't support his weight, I don't believe. Not when you're, you know, working without much force, yeah. Yeah, all that heavy, you know, that shit's heavy. Anyway. <laughs> My phone went off and woke me up, uh, and Gavin was calling me. It was around 2 a.m., couldn't you wait? Couldn't you at least wait until morning to laugh at my? Were there any heads? What? Were there supposed to be? Uncool, man. Did you have to clean up any heads? Just tell me. No, no, I'm not gonna fall for it. I know it was you, Gav. I could hear Gavin's breathing on the other side of the line. At first, I thought he was trying to hold in laughter, but it was too fast and shallow. Are you still there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's going on? If you didn't carve your name in the ceiling, then who the fuck did? It's... It's nothing. The fuck off! How did you know there were... Well, how did you know there were no heads? Fuck Gavin. <laughs> Gavin paused for a while on the other side of the phone before giving in and telling me. Look, I cleaned up a scene last week. While you were taking care of that medical waste bill... You mean just before you got sick? I've not been sick. I've been hiding. Hiding from who? I have no idea. We both agreed to meet at THE office, since neither of us were going to be sleeping. When I got there, I made him tell me about what he saw last week. He said there had been a pile of entrails on the floor, except for the intestines. He wouldn't tell me exactly what had been done with those. But I gather they had been strung up around the room and the decaying body parts tied up with them. Organs are slippery and hard to bag up, and intestines are the worst out of those. You have no idea how long they are. He talked about how he felt like the killer was not only a sick bastard, 
but also specifically making it hard to clean up. Aren't they like nine feet? Seven, nine feet or something? Do we have more than that? I thought yeah. they had like hundreds. I thought like you could take your intestines in. Hundreds? No, I think it's walk. like I thought it could wrap around the world, right? If you took, if you unraveled it, you could wrap like, it around the world. Like, not your intestines. <laughs> <laughs> Google will have an answer in just a second. <laughs> Maybe like a whale. How I'll long be thinking about are whales. the intestines? I just want to know if they really do look like the saucy sausage links that you see in uh, zombie movies. You I know, like so. it's like nine nine feet of fucking. The the small intestine is about twenty feet. Holy fuck! The large intestine is about five feet. Okay, so twenty five. Yeah, that's that's, that's what a I was lot saying. of fucking. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I mean, they're thin, too. Like, they're, like, fucking sausage thickness. So you told me that's not going to wrap around the world once? <laughs> You're 25 feet? Absolutely, man. What if you, like, just... <laughs> stretch. Ooh. <laughs> 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 um, stretch. Where the fuck was I? Organs are slippery and hard to bag up, and intestines are the worst out of those. You have no idea how long they are. Actually, motherfucker, we do. We do now. <laughs> He talked about how, how he felt like the killer was not only a sick bastard, but specifically making it hard to clean up. Parts of the victims wedged in awkward spots and things like that. Just like my scene. Also, there were no heads to be found. Just like the scene I cleaned up yesterday. Then, he said he found a piece of paper in one of the stomachs that had his right name written on it. it. It took me a while to absorb this new piece of information as I turned it over in my mind. We should call the police, I told him. Are you crazy? We're both fucked if we do that. We go to jail and you know that's nothing compared to what our largest customer would do to us if they even suspected us of possibly bringing the police close to them. Well, maybe they can help us? I, I don't know. Maybe it's just some kind of prank. They'll get their kicks and then get bored, whoever it is. Prank? It's a bit far from a prank. We both found your name. That's not funny. Gavin stared off into the space, avoiding eye contact. Don't call them, okay? It'll pass. He seemed certain, and if a little wary. I was starting to like this lesson less. The rest of the day was quiet. One of the underground labs had a spill. Nasty stuff. You know, stuff you have to avoid skin contact with. But not that difficult to clean up. We had no idea what they were doing with those two, with those stray dogs down there, but the, the careless lab assistants were keeping us in business. You just had to make sure to listen to them when they told you what you absolutely cannot mix the spillage with. I got stuck up to the knees in some rock-hard, fast-setting foam my first day on the job. <laughs> Lesson learned. Late afternoon, there was an unintended uh, death scrub down at a, at a motel. Another one of my most frequent customers. Prostitutes and junkies <laughs> dying in their hotel rooms all the time, but they can't have the police turning up. I just wish they'd call them in quicker. Must have been two or three weeks at least before Oof. we got called. Maybe a little less. It had been a hot summer. Just heat and smell. Wait. Mm -hmm. So they just call these people to get rid of the bodies Instead of the police and clean the rooms, yeah, yeah it's yeah, literally I, I, a cleaning service. I, I was, that's what I was pretty sure was that's why whatever the this title. Is that's one of those don't tell sure the police. This is literally what Crying Hawaiian was talking about. Before I'm pretty we sure that's recording happens like in a day to day because I'm uh -huh. not like 
a lot of cleaners, man. They're yeah. they're a movie stereotype. Like those hotels on. Um, and then I mean I guess you do also okay. contract for the police department from time to time. You could, but I mean, no. it sounds like in this case the they've got a benefactor who pays way better yeah. that they contact way more often that would not appreciate them going to the police. Mm-hmm. Which, and it also sounds like honestly that the dude had a great idea. Instead of fucking around and call the cops, be like, yo, listen, I don't know if there's a problem somebody can want to get at you through us, but motherfuckers are blowing the scene up by doing this shit. And it'll eventually make us disappear one way or another. So if you like this service and you don't want us to disappear, you need to make these motherfuckers disappear. Yeah. And they'll probably be far more effective than police. Just saying. Absolutely. The day wrapped up and I went to meet Hardy for a beer. Hardy. Gavin definitely had a hunch that's who I was going to see, but he didn't comment. He knew I had nothing against the guy, even if he was a little intense. He he mellowed out a lot, though. Hardy knew I had nothing to do with him losing his job, so he had nothing against me either. I guess it was nice to have someone I could talk to about work and vent. Hardy was the only person I knew who wouldn't excuse themselves when I started venting about the smell and mess corpses make. I even had to spare Lynn for my work. I could tell if it was a busy or slow day, but that was about the extent of what she was able to hear without having to excuse herself. What a bitch. <laughs> Audie was already at the bar when I got there. In the quarter to the bottles on the table, he'd be there and he'd been there quite a while. We greeted one another, and with one of those hugs where you like lean forward and slap each other's back, <laughs> making sure that nothing about your upper torsos and arms... Just say a straight man hug. <laughs> straight hug. Just an aggressively straight Ooh, hug. Aggressively straight hug. Hardy. <laughs> Two dudes hugging three feet apart because they're not gay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hardy had always been the one to get a head start on the drinking, but he was a bit more buzzed than usual. Something about his drunkenness and stress of the new info about yesterday was making him a bit much to handle. He has a habit of fixing you with unbroken eye contact while he talks, while he both talks and listens to you. How, how does he do that? The effect of him swaying slightly while doing this. Stop! (laughs) You asked how he does it and literally, where am I? And I just started doing it. We broke him for a second, folks. Yeah, you did. I'm, uh, Windows is reloading. <laughs> All I hear is dial tone in my head. <laughs> the effect of him swaying slightly while doing this. Sorry for those of you wearing headphones. <laughs> Rip headphone users. <laughs> and my head swimming across the scene uh, from yesterday with and Gavin's weird reluctance to tell me anything helpful was making Hardy stare even more overwhelming than usual. How's work been? Still stacking that paper? Same as always. Don't hold out on me, bro. Your face is looking almost as long as my dick. Hardy <laughs> laughed at his super original joke that implied he had a larger dick. Those were some of his favorite neck jokes after the puns. Something wow, this ain't... guy just sounds fucking charming. Something ain't right. What's up? Another deadbeat dad take his family out in a motel? Lynn being a bitch? 
Hardy really had a way with words. I almost clocked him for calling my <laughs> wife a bitch, but I was too worn out, and she's kind of a bitch. <laughs> I weighed whether or not I should tell him about the scene. Really, it should have been up to Gavin if I said anything or not, but he wasn't around. I figured I could just leave that part out. As I told Hardy about the scene, his eyes widened. He was transfixed by my description. Honestly, I had no idea why Gavin felt that he had to fire him. The guy has such a resistance to the psychological toll this job takes. He was probably a far better asset than I am. Usually, Hardy would interrupt to make a joke or ask a question, but probably for the first time ever since I'd met him, he was totally silent. I finished telling the story, including the fact that I had to take care of it myself, but leaving out the part where Gavin's name was carved into the ceiling. I just mentioned scratches to reveal the porous plaster. Hardy sat there in silence, mouth full of beer, mulling over for a while. You're making the blood thing up, though, right? I mean, on the ceiling? Come on, dude. I'm serious. Damn. How long did it take you? I don't know. It felt like forever. My arm still hurt. Hardy laughed out at the... Ha! And sipped <laughs> on his beer before summing up the stress of the day. Start summing up the stress of dealing with a scene like that by yourself in just one word. Fuck! Yeah. <laughs> Indeed, I jumped back. Fuck! <laughs> we both cracked up and laughed a bit more before moving on to other topics. Things were fine between me and Lynn, and little Sean was already giving to My start. name's little Sean! <laughs> He's already... <laughs> I, I, just, I really uh, enjoyed that dinner tonight, Yeah, like, it was real beautiful, Not tuck me in. I can't not imagine him as Mr. Pooper <laughs> Butthole. Like, it's just, just a little man just living with them. <laughs> yeah. I'm little Sean. <laughs> oh, we can't wait to go to school tomorrow. <laughs> little Sean, you're 34. <laughs> <laughs> I meant the office. <laughs> <laughs> Things were fine between me and Lynn, and little Sean was getting ready to start going to the office proper so Lynn could work again. I'm little Sean. <laughs> Hardy was still single. Play in the field. As he put it. But I'd never I'd still never seen him exchange more than two sentences with a girl for all the bragging he did. We part ways and walk the ten or twelve blocks home and pass out in that pleasant, mildly drunk way that you do. I feel like Hardy is is me from like twenty seventeen. <laughs> like it, it really wasn't that long ago. Like, that's... Dick jokes? Yeah, just like, uh, nah, man, I'm doing, I'm doing my thing. I'm playing the field. I'm getting real drunk all the time and being a dick. <laughs> my hangover is rudely awoken and pissed about it the next morning. When my phone goes off, Gavin is calling me. The fuck time is it? The clock says 1.22. Lynn and Sean are sound asleep. And Gavin sounds sick, shaking when I pick up the phone. There was another anonymous call in. He quivered. Have you gone over? Nah. I'd rather wait for you. It makes sense. He's a pretty romantic fellow. <laughs> and honestly, if my name was showing up at crime scenes, I don't think I'd be able to go at all either. I was waiting for you. Wink face emoji. <laughs> I will come for you. Alright, so, uh... This is gonna be part three. Uh... Do we, Titled do, we see six. A, do we see a culmination? <laughs> a culmination point? Yeah. Happening? I mean, 
I mean, uh, I think this is gonna be the. Uh, the it's all demons. The climax. The it's all, it's all yeah, demons. it's all demons. It's, it's all just, demons. It's always demons. Demons. That's always the demons, answer. Demons. The end. <laughs> ending with demons. Let's here, do it. here with where am I on? Where our, am I on our sixth ending with demons episode? Here we are. We're, we're gonna end it with good, demons. Good luck. Good luck. Part three. I really thought it was going to be werewolves. <laughs> Yo, nice. Was, that'd be sick. Yeah, I would be happy with werewolves. Ripping heads off little kids and setting them up like little dolls. <laughs> I pulled up the warehouse the anonymous caller tipped us off to. It's the only thing on the road. Everything else is empty. Overgrown lots. One of them had a car in it. Gavin was outside, leaning against his van. Fucking gay. We were both in our standard work overalls. Where is skinny jeans. The idea is to look like he was cool. <laughs> the idea is to look like an electrician or a painter or some kind of worker so that nobody thinks you're entering a building is suspicious like your mustache. It also gives you... I literally <laughs> just like Mario and Luigi walking up into this place. Oh, hey, I'm Mario. It's time to do the plumbing. Hey. Uh, it also gives you good reason for the sound of power tools. Social engineering 101. Gavin looks like shit. He obviously has not been sleeping too much, if at all. He gives me that silent upward nod of recognition, yo sup, takes the final drag on his cigarette and puts it out on the van's front tire. He reaches into one of his pockets with the other hand and holds out the pick gun for me to take off him. He knows I've got my own, but when I see how much his hand is shaking, I know what he's really saying is that he can't do it. So I take it. He uses one of those modern electric ones. I never liked him. I've still got an old mechanical Southord. He's already set his up with the correct attachments, though. I open the lock about as fast as I would if I had a key. That's kind of the point. You don't want anyone to see you fumbling around with the lock and screams, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be, be here! here! Where am I? <laughs> the door swings open. It's a basic wooden door, hardly secure. They can't have kept much important in here back when it was used. That's probably why they, whoever they are, chose it. It was a good choice. It's obvious that nobody cares about this place. I hand the lockpick back to Gavin and pull out my flashlight. I turn it on and shine it into the warehouse and there's nothing. Well, some empty shelves, dusty furniture, and some shipping pallets, but no bodies, no blood, nothing to clean up. I turn to Gavin. Do we have the right place? And he shrugs probably the least reassuring thing he could have done at the moment, but he was already pretty spooked about the serial killer leaving messages for him at crime scenes. And that was before we broke into an empty, abandoned warehouse in the middle of nowhere. I let him off. Can they get in trouble for this? I'm Everything they're doing is illegal. Everything they're doing is illegal. That's why they're probably getting paid hardcore bucks. But that's why it's a cleaning Yes. I take a few steps in, figuring there has to be something here. Buried treasure! Maybe Gavin was just freaking out too much. It could be another client. Maybe the lab or someone they knew. Might be some chemical byproducts tucked away in the corner in containers or something. I scan around, cutting through the darkness and making my way towards the back. It's deadly silent, with the exception of the police tracker occasionally breaking out into a call for backup or a request to look into something. None of the boys in blue seem to be anywhere near us, and hopefully it'll stay that way. Twenty or so minutes later and still nothing. I'm about to give up when Gavin calls out. I've got something! Well, what? 
It's just a piece of paper with an address and a time. I make my way back over. The address is somewhere in a housing project. We're over that way a few times a year. Last time was only a few weeks ago. We have two clients in the area who are each other's closest quote-unquote competitors. I check the time on my watch and compare it to a note. It's 2.15 a.m. now, so we have an hour, but till what? I look at Gavin, and it's clear that he knows, as well as I do, that we have no choice. If his name is at the scene, we can't leave it around to get found out by police. We make it there within ten minutes to spare. There isn't much traffic on the roads at this time of night. It's one of those older-style buildings, only about six floors high and with a fire escape on the outside. I park in the alley, keeping the driver's side door as close to both the back exit and the fire escape. Gavin blocks the entrance of the alley to block the view of the back entrance from the opposite side of the street, but also stop anyone from turning around in the alley if we have to leave with only my van. If not, we can also drive off in different directions to force any pursuers to split up. This kind of stuff is automatic to us now. We always have to be prepared for the worst, even though we rarely need to get away from a scene quickly. I get out and make my way over to Gavin's van. He's obviously doing even worse than he was before. His face is pale and sallow, and his eyes seem to look straight through me to something far beyond the horizon when he starts to speak to me. What if it's a trap? Fuck! He was right. We had no idea what we were getting into. What if someone was waiting for us? We weren't armed. I told him to wait, and that I'd climb up the fire escape and try to scope out the apartment as best I could. I went back into the alley, pushed the dumpster into the position, and used it to get high enough to grab onto the ladder. The lights in the other apartments were all off, which made sneaking up easier, as probably meant nobody was awake. Still had to be careful, though. The workman costume didn't work out as well when you were climbing <laughs> into an apartment from the fire escape at 3 o'clock in the morning. When I got up to the window, I could just make out the apartment living room. It didn't look like anyone was there, so I took a gamble and showed my flashlight in. Another empty room. What the fuck was going on? I checked the window for an alarm screen or one of those cheaper alarms you just stuck on. It was unlikely anyone in the area could afford a fancier hidden system, which I always thought were pointless. The point in a security system is letting intruders know it's armed so they don't bother. I opened the window with a pry bar slowly and slinked in through the gap as soon as it was large enough. I searched the room but couldn't find anything. I moved into the kitchen, then the bathroom, then the bedroom, but still nothing. The last door was locked. I hesitated. Should I really be opening this? I figured whatever was behind the door was what I was there for. I pulled out my non-electric mechanical and quite frankly better pick gun and popped open the door. And that's when it all came flooding out. Fucking everything. Just bits and pieces from bodies of every shape and size and color, and only thing that had been keeping them there was the door. Gross. I didn't have time to gather my thoughts before Gavin called me. The screen on my phone lit up with his name and the time, 3.16am. One minute after the time on the note, my stomach tightened. Get out now! The apartment just got called in a domestic dispute on the tracker. There's a squad car only four blocks away on their way. Get out! I panicked, but in that panic something became clear. This is what was planned. For us to get caught here at this scene, if Gavin's name was here, then that would be the end of us. I had to find it. I had to find where they'd put his name. I started 
kicking and swiping the parts away from me, scanning over everything, looking for Gavin's name carved or tattooed or written on something. Nothing. Nothing anywhere. No sign of his name. I went faster. One forearm with the hand still attached had a name tattooed to it, but it was Grace, not Gavin. Time was running out. I dug in with my hands and tried to clear the floor in the closet, but there was nothing there either, just a stained carpet. Fuck! I caved in and made a dash for the window. My phone was going off in my pocket. I didn't have time to give the obvious answer to the question, where, where are, are you? you? I ran as fast as I could down the fire escape while remaining light-footed and dropped into the dumpster, which was thankfully half full. I got into the van as quick as I could and turned the key which I had left in the ignition for good measure. Gavin would hear me drive off and know that meant he was good to go too, so I pulled out as fast as I could without making it seem like I was making a getaway. Just a reckless driver with nothing more to hide than a few speeding tickets. That's hopefully what any neighbor who heard me would assume. After I was a few blocks clear of the scene, I made my way to our office. I called an office, but it's more of a safe house, and I knew I could get in without being seen and get the blood off my overalls. I figured Gavin would probably be there already. He parked facing east, whereas I had to loop back around. After the initial shock of what had happened wore off, I realized it was actually worse. What if I had left behind evidence? There was no way that scene was not going to get a thorough search. Forensics would be all over it before sunrise. If Gavin's name or my name or anything was there and I hadn't found it, this was the end of the road. That was exactly what the killer seemed to want for us, or at least Gavin, to get caught. So it's just a day in the life of. Yeah. This, so, this reminds me of, um, at one point, I was working, I was, uh... admit it? What? Nothing. (laughs) No, I didn't catch that. (laughs) I was just saying that you were a cleaner, that you cleaned dead bodies up at one point in your life. No, no, I was a security guard at a, (laughs) uh, at a slaughterhouse, though. And, um... They hired companies who just did freelance cleaning, and a lot of times they would hire people who maybe, you know, don't have uh, green cards or the ability to work on paper. It's like kind of like a cash payment job type of deal. And these folks would come in, they would have to like, I mean, we would sign them in, but it's nothing like a formal sign-in. They would just be the cleaners, and there's like a list of everyone's name who's on the list who's a cleaner, and I'd have them like sing, like do a little fucking initials would they yeah. sign in at all I could definitely see them doing more than one you know more than one thing at a night because I signed them in and signed them out pretty quickly and I mean I've noticed with a lot of those situations they're like using like there's three of them using the same name mm-hmm. like oh, you know, yeah and, and it, not to disclose too much but living in and dealing with credit applications, I mm. see that more often than, uh, than I let get. Then, I've seen it before, and we'll mm. leave it right there. Sure. Well, yeah. Even in the story, they mentioned that they don't only do specifically crime scenes. They like went to some lab and did medical cleanup. Yeah. And they also went and did uh wherever they were doing some experiments on dogs or whatever. It's some lab. Um, it it must be a tough life though because. You oh, gotta yeah. imagine how how are you 
you know, getting rid of all these bodies. I imagine acid, you know, just yeah, putting them in a vat, doing the whole Breaking Bad thing. Like, Probably. I mean, it's like anything else where once you specialize in something, like, you're just like... You could get yeah, pretty efficient I have, I have all sure. the stuff that we need to do that. If you spend, yeah. you know, 10,000 hours doing something, then technically yeah. you're a master at it. You know? Like, when you throw paint away, you're supposed to put a powder in it to make it a solid rather than a liquid. And my, you know, my, my dad does cleanouts for elderly people. We have so much of this fucking powder just readily available. Because you need, you know, you need to be ready to do dozen jobs at any given time. Right. And that's what this sounds like it yeah. is. It's a small they business. Just, they just have, you know, oh, that's for the blood. They He said he had two different chemicals. Mm-hmm. One for clotted blood and one for liquid blood. Right. They have you know, access like, to the... Num- they've been doing this long enough where they have the funding enough to have two vans. Yeah, Multiple exactly. employees. This is definitely like a small Suits, business. Just alibis, not necessarily on the yeah. like... Not on the up and up. Yeah. Not on well, the... Uh, Maybe not, not to- heavily advertised. No, yeah, maybe Slightly not taxable, advertised. but I mean, in a certain way, they are. They probably do benefit from certain protections. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do these kind of cleanup jobs for certain kind of people, you end up knowing yeah. who to call when you end up in jail. Who are? Totally. How do you guys feel about reading another story? I kind of want to completely switch gears. Sure. Um, we're going to read something from Unsettling Stories. It's about the same length as the other one. The reason we're going to read it is because I think it's ridiculous. Okay. In concept. Um, I think it's about small people. I believe it's about, you know, like, uh, Thumbelina borrowers. It's, you know, imagine, imagine tiny people. As I hold up, like, two fingers and, like, three or four inches, you know. Tiny people. Little Lego-sized people walking around your house. Yeah. Creepy, yes or no? Absolutely. I it mean... depends on what they... Like, do they touch my feet? No, they, they sit around and they go, hee-hee-hee-hee. There are times that the Pop <laughs> Funkos <laughs> freak me out. <laughs> what? There are times that the Pop Funkos freak me out. Totally. So, Absolutely. I agree. And they don't, those don't move. No, they don't. But the idea, I mean, the idea for me is like this uncanny valley thing. Yeah. It's like, I'm not used to seeing this that small, so it would probably freak me out. Mm -hmm. It Um, would make me very self-conscious and I think anxious. (laughs) I'd be very worried of kicking somebody or stepping on somebody. That too. I have a lot of like Legos and little toys and stuff. I would feel I would feel bad if you um if you were to like uh, have the Hayao Miyazaki kind of um yeah uh, the movie Secret World of Arietti like oh what if it was like a cute little girl who was just like hey we're like the same age except I'm four fucking yeah. inches hey. put me in your urethra you know what? Like, <laughs> no like ow and also no <laughs> but like. <laughs> You're you're growing up. You're bedridden. You're a dying young boy with like polio or something. Yeah. Your only choice of friend is this little like four inch girl who like fucking glides with leaves. You know it's crazy shit. I think I um, do my best to keep her out of my urethra. <laughs> hey man, hey man. Uh, tequila can accomplish a lot of things. <laughs> um, uh. So this story is called Sade Smalls. <laughs> 
And well, um, that's also the question, though. Are these like benevolent tiny people? I not? don't know. I don't know. That's why we're reading the story. Because I could be cool with tiny people and living in my home. Maybe. What if they're creepy? <laughs> I don't think. Cool. Um, if they're creepy, and if but if they, if they, they can be creepy if they leave my feet alone. I will need so, more water. So I'm going to yeah. read this story, and you okay. guys are going to do the voices. Okay. okay. I want one of you to be the voices of all the tiny people that get introduced. I, I want that. And I want someone to be the voice of the small child that is the narrator of okay, the story. Okay, I'll be the child. <laughs> I'm a child. I'm a child. I shall be a child. Say I could smooth. probably rock with tiny people living in my home. Like I should have been recording this conversation. <laughs> Uh, we we were just talking about what it would be like to actually live with like little people in your house or in your surrounding, and Crying Hawaiian legit just said he would uh, really only domesticate them or help them um, become more domesticated by uh, making them play D and D with him. <laughs> and I would get like the the old miniature maps and tiny scenes and all that. It would inspire me to buy all the miniature buildings and shit. Would they be your miniatures, like acting out? The they would be that... their own people. They could choose to do their own things. They would be NPCs. That so you have a with. god complex because you'd be an actual literal god. No, they would, so I wouldn't force them to play all the time. But I think they would enjoy themselves, especially if I made them little costumes. See, I do have a god costumes. complex because my. My head went yeah, to I Warhammer. Ask, I didn't ask you the question because I knew the answer. I was like, no, nah, these motherfuckers are getting guns and we are fighting. Wow. Go. Wow. No, nope, get you. You got you got six inches, you know, have like my, my Warhammer 40k set up. So you go straight Warhammer, I go straight Avatar. I'm just like, hey guys, you want to hear a really cool story where you are the, the you are the You actress. are the story Jesus Christ. I, I hope this story a, doesn't, like, suck. Can, can I borrow that lighter? Yeah. Thanks, homie. Is this um, a red lighter? Oh, it's written. <laughs> yeah, I got it in California. When I went to the amendments. Oh, hell yeah. You might want to help that yeah. boy oh, out, Oh, yeah, too. my fault. I'm much less graceful. <laughs> I'll keep it. So, any, any other stray thoughts before we bump into this one? You are reading for small people. You are reading for small child. I will be the child. Yes, you are my child. Um, this this story is funnily called Sade Smalls, as in like small dog. Uh, S M O L, like small bean. Small Wall potato. Wall smoth. <laughs> uh, this one is from Unsettling Stories, so it might have a gross out factor to it, which is um which is scary to now realize. I always scoffed at the local legend about the tiny people who lived in our town. That's what the adults talked about when we were growing up. The little helpers who lived in the cracks and crevices of our homes, who scared away bugs and cleaned up crumbs. I never saw one. No one I knew did. But still, people talked about them as if they were there, like modern fairy tales. This morning, I woke up to one standing on my pillow, deftly cleaning a puddle of drool off my pillowcase. He seemed as startled as I was. It's okay! He assured me. I was surprised how loud and clear his voice was, as he was only four inches tall. I'm St. Smalls, he said. I've been cleaning here for the last six months. I didn't respond. Sade put down his mop. 
I, I can go away if you'd like. I still have work to do, though. Uh, you won't do to wake up for another couple of hours, and I'm a bit behind. He was right. I had woken up early. My alarm was set to go off at 9, and it was 7.15. Nah, you go ahead. <laughs> I told him. I don't think I'll be able to go back to sleep, but can I watch you work? Sure thing, Sade said and got back to work. I watched as he finished mopping up the drool patch. He moved closer to my lips. You've got some dry skin here that I want to take care of. He informed me. Is that okay? I nodded, then apologized when the sudden movement <laughs> knocked Sade on his side. No worse for wear! He smiled and then moved towards my mouth. It's hard to explain the sensation of having your lips cleaned by a tiny man. He carefully, <laughs> he carefully scraped away the chapped skin, then swept it away into a little bag. Listen! Sade informed me. Well, this next part is normal for me, it might get pretty strange for you. I've got to go into your mouth and get the stuff you missed when you flossed. It's something I do twice a week, and it's pretty important. I'd been wondering how much stranger the morning could get, and there it was. Despite that, I felt comfortable around Sade. I still don't know why. I opened my mouth. Because it's an honor. Sade undressed <laughs> himself, telling me he couldn't get his clothes covered in saliva. I blinked. The naked man walked onto my tongue. This is getting... Diligent fingers I'm not old enough slipped to read between the my teeth. And caressed the gum line. Yeah, diligent. I looked fingers. down. <laughs> I looked down and saw small particles of food matter being thrown out of my mouth onto the pillow. I'll clean up after that. Sade called. The sensation of hearing someone else's voice coming out of my mouth, <laughs> coming out of my mouth, was bizarre, to say the least. After about ten minutes of work, I felt Sade crawling between my cheeks and the gums. <laughs> Out of nowhere, I realized his penis was in my mouth. I need an adult. Are you a gay fish? I could a motherfucking gay fish. I couldn't quite feel it. It was too small, but I'd noticed it as he was undressing. And proportionally, it was quite decent on his frame. I figured his wife couldn't have had any complaints. But now, with it inside me, with his everything inside me, I felt my body harden. No, I felt my body responding. Everything's hard. My nipples harden. Everything's hard. Sade didn't seem to notice. It appeared he was a consummate professional. I want you to keep the same voice you've been using, though. God only knows the things he'd seen over the course of time he helped me as I slept. As he slid around, I squeezed my thighs together. Softly, surreptitiously, rhythmically, I felt this. my pulse rise. Danielle! Are you okay? Sade asked, poking his head out of my mouth. I'm almost done in here. Sorry if I'm not being gentle enough. I pushed the tip of my tongue against him. Careful! Sade called. I could swear I felt the swell of his buttocks against my tongue. I exhaled. Hot and moist. Then! Sade began and then stopped. He saw my fingers coming towards him. Wait! He said, but it was too late. I picked him up. I held him, my thumb and forefinger under his armpit. I stared at his naked body. It was hairless and covered in a silky sheen of saliva. 
in the morning sunlight streaming across the bed he shone. I thought for a moment, then brought him back to my mouth. I dragged the tip of my tongue across the entire front of his body from toes to face. Once, twice, he tasted salty, sweaty. He'd been working hard in there. I looked down at him, and to my delight, saw that he'd gotten aroused. <laughs> what the Bro. fuck? Let me, I whispered. <laughs> oh no, you have to say that. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> say it. Let me. <laughs> I whispered. He was silent for a full fucking minute. What? Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you fucking toad. <laughs> okay. He assented. His voice was weak, uncertain, bro. I what stared into his this? eyes and met his gaze, and he nodded. <laughs> it's your going away episode. My left hand disappeared <laughs> under the sheets while my tongue flitted over the surface of Sade's Jesus tiny body. <laughs> he whimpered and tried to grip my tongue, and I let him. He held the slick muscle as he writhed against it. I felt his arousal now, a hard spot against my soft tongue. I WANT TO BE INSIDE YOU! Sade whispered. Under the sheets he went. I rubbed him against me, my saliva mixing with the velvety wetness between my thighs. I felt his hands and arms and legs spread he just walked into me. <laughs> you walking <laughs> Where's Waldo? Uh, slipping inside and perhaps it was my Take imagination. Take his shoes off so he just got his toes all up in her pussy? But I would swear no, he was I totally felt... naked. Luis has got I... his toes all up it. Yeah. But I would swear I felt his infinitesimal tongue lapping at me. I moaned. I moaned and I lost myself in the moment. Minutes later, sated but still playful, I brought Sade back up and he was panting. Soaked and slippery, I bought him to my lips. I sucked him from his toe to his chest, tasting myself on him. Any more? He groaned. <laughs> I want to be inside you all the way. I want to be used by you. Make me part of your body. God, Saint's a fucking freak. <laughs> he reached out and pulled on my lip as if to close my mouth on him. I hope you use some of these on Saturday. I hope it's not Vor. I really didn't want to this read Vor. This is definitely vor. fucking Vor. I didn't want to read Vor. This is... I paused. I thought about Sade slipping down my throat, his hands trying to grasp my esophagus for purchase in any attempt to save himself from being dissolved by the acid in my stomach. Who wrote this, Dr. Sykes? <laughs> I can't, I protested. I can't. <laughs> I protested. Please! He whispered, fucking jacking himself off. This is what I've dreamed about. This is what I want. This is what I need! I've wanted it from the moment I saw you! Can I just say, fucking, is a, it, this is a fucking performance by Winner Am I? Yeah, I, I, I do what I He's doing Daniel Day-Lewis right now. Like, I'm, he, uh... He is Sage. Yeah, I, I am consumed. I stared, mesmerized, as he ran his hand over himself. I deftly pinched my left nipple. Nope. He's want me to like swallow you? <laughs> I asked, <laughs> not believing those words were coming out of my mouth. 
No. In pieces. Um, what? <laughs> I want to feel everything there is to feel before I die. Excuse me. <laughs> His penis twitched as he spoke, and a string of fluid leaked from the tip. This isn't real. I told myself. It's alright. It's got to be a dream. Eat this little motherfucker. Insane, delicate body <laughs> hung between my fingers, and I opened my mouth and put his ankle between my front teeth. Yes! He coaxed. Yes! I bit. I felt my teeth meet and tasted something oh, God coppery. Damn. His blood, say it didn't scream, the veins stood out in his neck and oh, he fuck, fucking bro. pleasured himself. He fucking jacked what off right What the fuck the is going on right now? Some <laughs> awful vor. I brought him further into my mouth. I bit under his knees. Uh, this time I felt a pop as my teeth broke through his patellar tendons. I felt his calves fall onto my tongue and Sade was breathing heavily. I realized he was sobbing. Don't stop! He shouted, squeezing his penis in a death grip as the blood drained from his body. Hips next! Please! Please! I felt a wave of nausea pass through me, much like me right now, <laughs> and I clamped my molars on his hips. I felt them splinter. I pulled him out of my mouth, and his viscera was still connected to the devastated remains of his lower half. He held up his hand and touched my nose, and he turned white. Uh, from the blood loss, and uh, he would he would die very, very soon. Thank you. He whispered and kissed my upper lip. Uh, I don't know what to say. I sucked him, uh. feeling his intestines unravel from his torso and disappear in my mouth. Okay. I, I, I swallowed. So here's the, the, the analogy, right? We are approximately six feet tall. We have 25 feet of intestines. Right. So... <laughs> Him being four inches has probably what, like sixteen inches of intestines. It's, it's good math. Uh, uh, approximately, I'm uncomfortable <laughs> at the math or the noises I've been making. The forbidden spaghetti, I think, is what's making this. Oh, Sade blinked and smiled. He doesn't hurt anymore. He whispered and he sounded drunk. I knew he was about to lose consciousness. Don't forget me. And his eyes closed. Um, I put his upper half in my mouth and chewed, and his ribs sounded like celery as I bit through, and his skull-like candy I chewed until there was nothing left but pulp, and uh, Sate's brain, the very essence of who he was, dissolved in my saliva, and I swallowed, and it joined the rest of him. I I have this never- This might make me sick, man. I have never- I'm never eating wings again. I have yeah, never- like, fuck. So, I read, I read a story- on and and I am gonna bring it up. So I've read Guts before with Chuck Pal Chuck Palinuk. I read that with um, Django on the Dogscape episode. Mm. That like that hurt for me to read. Yeah. Because I'm an empath. I like put myself in people's yeah. shoes and I hate going through that feeling. I mean, you you see kind of exactly. And yes. so on JJ the Jet Plane's first fucking episode, which is uh, at this point two episodes ago, 163, we read a story about a guy who literally hires someone to surgically take him apart, like piece by piece while mm -hmm. he's conscious. And I uh, I almost like fainted while reading that story because mm -hmm. it just fucking gets me yeah. on such a fucking level. And Vor, let me just fucking say, I don't get it. I don't want to get it. I never will get it. It and this and this is fucking gross. Like I, I, I feel like I may physically leave the room to vomit <laughs> at some point. I just wanna why'd you do this to me, man? I got out of bed and went into the bathroom. I looked in my mirror and my mouth was covered in blood. 
I opened it and a tiny piece of bone was sticking into my lip. It could have been a piece of rib. Oh. It would have been a shard of femur. It doesn't matter. All that mattered was it was over. And no one would believe me, but no one needed to know anyway, right? The morning was something special, shared by Satan and me, my friend, my lover, my meal. It, it, uh. There's a part two. Um, I, I don't I don't want to read it. Um, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Yep. Nope. I read the last line. I think we're both. I think we're both good. Uh, tonight. <laughs> this is the first time in the history of lots of pasta. This is the history of lots of pasta. This is the first time where we are refusing to finish the story. Hold on. Because now. all three of us are grossed the fuck out. Hold on now. Did you see that last line? I didn't. Did I you saw read the, the last line? line? I read you know, the second to last line. You don't need to see the last. And line. I didn't get like I saw that. That's fair. I'm a wee innocent child. I don't. <laughs> I was not old enough for that. And last story. I am more than fifty percent uncomfortable with reading that shit. So I'm willing to give it the veto because there's there's never uh-huh. been there's never been stuff on this show where I've like where I've had to, like, draw the line and say we really shouldn't be reading about this stuff because it's just, like, it's... Can you do me a favor? I felt at first, you see, my thing is, like... It's so fetishized. I don't want to support that. Fair enough. Can you do me a favor? Hell yeah. Can you save it for a hidden episode eventually? Absolutely not. It's going away and it's staying away. (laughs) My thing is, where the the visceral disgust comes out for me is part of it is, like, at first this little dude... It's, I feel like it'd be such an honor to have people while I'm asleep clean the oh, drool we up off a completely my... completely different headspace when the story started. We were oh, like, yeah. how cool would it be yeah. to have a yeah. little person... I, I little was actually figure, figure, little action figure-sized guy mm-hmm. to hang out with. And I, and I was also kind of thinking, like, like fairies, how they, like, help her out around the home if you leave milk out or whatever and shit like that. Yeah. I thought it was something like that, and I thought, like, man... The honor to be chosen to motherfuckers to clean your drool up before you wake up, to clean the crust out your lip and eyes before you wake up and shit. That's tight. And then it went to this. I knew it was going to go somewhere bad. Now that was going to go somewhere terrifying. And then it did. I didn't know it was going to go someplace traumatizing. It went worse on both, and I'm going to feel the effects for a while, and I will always remember this as the time we read Vore, and <laughs> it made me uncomfortable, so we stopped. Someone from Diesel Shot, <laughs> this is totally their episode, this would totally be their story and episode. Oh, and like, I hate to hear that. Yeah, because like, <laughs> I told I told the gang, I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show the show here, and then, of course, we're going to shout out to Lots of Pasta, and I'm they're probably going to listen to this episode. That's if, that's a f- I'm a, that's a fucking travesty. So, that be um, paid if you're listening but to hey, this. But hey, yeah, you somehow you, did this. this is you got through it with us, and that's all that matters. Yeah. And it's over now. Uh, no more, no more small people are going to be eating today. None, because I do not support that. It's I'll like, be honest. Hey, if she got, didn't have to eat them piece by some, piece. Oh, listen, I was listening. This is my rational brain. Let me finish. If we were to read something that was about, like, something super racially, racially charged or super homophobic, I would probably be like, okay, this is something more than just someone writing stories and trying to make people uncomfortable. This is someone pushing some type of weird fucking agenda. Yeah. And I would stop reading, and I would cut it. But this is, like, someone whose fetish it's not is a just creepy so poster. fucking obscure yeah. that it brings out an emotional and physical reaction and out of me that physically disgusts me. Yeah. And I don't want to push that type of agenda That's or right. support that type of fetish. And to be fair, um, I'm not, I'm like not even king shaming. Yeah, right. I'm it's not, like, but, like, this that wasn't creepypasta? 
No. There was nothing it scary was just, about it. It was it was just It was lore. literally just a lore story and I was like, lore. how did you get here? It's unsettling stories. It's just one guy who just writes a bunch of shit. You know, when when I started the fucking story, I said unso- I said unsettling stories and there might be a gross out thing here. Yeah. I fucking said it cuz there are gross out. I thought it would be like gross out like blood on the ceiling. Not gross out like trauma. Like trauma flicks where like a guy's head opens up, turns into a penis and he fucks a chick with it. <laughs> like I, mean, I feel like this was more along the I mean, lines of like uh, this is pretty the My Little that. Pony jar. It was along the lines of that. I don't give a fuck because, uh, yeah, uh, Vor is Vor is where you lose me. I apologize that this happened. This yeah, this is, is the reason is. I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, this is the reason why I don't screen my stories is because yeah. these types of reactions I almost encourage mm-hmm. to happen. But this is also something where the all, downside th- of... all three of us felt very strongly that we didn't want to read that, yeah. and I only got through it to finish what we well, had. We started, <laughs> yeah. Was it was it super gross? I mean, it's probably on par with guts in my head. Um, it's on par with that fucking guy taking himself apart surgically. It's the biting, you, biting like, piece by piece. You really guys, you guys me. might not have listened to that uh, episode. But I think it was the sucks. sexuality of it that fucked me. Yeah, <laughs> the that's sexuality like, of it definitely. Of it You're gonna sit there and eat a fairy. Cool. You're gonna eat a fairy after and like touch fucking him it? and touch and bite to like he's touching it's himself. That's it's, you know it's that's my line. It's, it's the Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, it's the Jeffrey Dahmer thing. It's like the making something dead. You're like something to get off to. Like, yeah, I well, I can't mentally ever put myself in that spot. And I'll say to this, try and understand that that I I just I was very excited to watch the Jeffrey Epstein short. Mm, that yeah. Netflix just put out. I was, sure. you know, I was like, oh man, that looks like something that's right up my alley. I got like 25 minutes in and was like, this is not something up my alley because it was just like from A to Z, it was sexualized. And I thought it was going to be a little bit more towards oh. like the, the, towards the political actual. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and they were like interviewing these girls and they were like, did oh, he do that's... It? and like going through trials of it. Did he do it? And I'm like, I fucking know he did it. Of no. course, we all know he did it, mm-hmm. and I, I just I had to turn that off in a very similar manner to this, where I was like, "This isn't what I want to watch." Yeah, um, I, ha- I I give you kudos for reading Sade, you you because he's just he's gonna sit in my brain as like a little fucked up piece of me for the yeah. rest of my life. He's gonna uh, live in my brain as a <laughs> fucked up thing. Um, I am sorry. It's definitely gonna give uh, borrowers a different a different look next to Thumbelina's gonna look a little bit more awkward. No, uh, well, she's not, because I'm gonna per- erase this um, with yeah, I'm gonna alcohol. This. <laughs> I'm gonna live my life uh, as if this never happened. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks for coming on to the episode today, <laughs> Ryan. We where we uh, where we never make any of us uncomfortable and always read appropriate stories for the boys and girls. On our Christian podcast. <laughs> on our, our Christian podcast. On the Christian Network. Fuck, man. This was... This, there probably is a This episode is going to go down in fucking history, man. Because you only get this type of reaction, like, yeah. once every while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope everyone uh, found that as fucking uncomfortable as we did. Uh, You're yes. welcome. 
I've world. read so I've read like sexy fan fiction on here before. Sexy fan and fiction I've read, is different than And I've read like taking myself apart surgically. It was a baby of those two and I still don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like either of those things yeah. by themselves. Um but hey, we always hey, this is lots of pasta where uh we're we're <laughs> discovering our limits every day. Yes. <laughs> So, every way. uh, I, I'm, I have like PTSD now. <laughs> I don't know how to end the episode. Part of me just wants Where to, am I? part of me just wants to go back and be like, I'm your little guy. I'm Sean. <laughs> but then I just oh, think about the good eating old days him. of little Sean. No, let's not corrupt his memory. <laughs> but then I think about eating him, and it's true. It's everything. I'm your little boy. Uh, <laughs> Fucking too <eat> much. <laughs> too much. Uh, but now it's mm. like Rick and Morty in my head, so it's funny. Mm. Yo, what if Rick got eaten while he was a pickle? <laughs> that would hurt. I mean, he almost got eaten by rats. Yeah, but like, what if he actually did? It would hurt like a lot. It would hurt like a lot. <laughs> um. Do pickles dream of electric jars? <laughs> I mean, he definitely felt like he, he definitely felt. Yeah, at the end when he's in the thing, because like, it's like your skin uh, can is you give the, me that, that. your skin is the outer uh, yeah. layer, your organs is the, the juicy parts and the seeds. Yeah, mm. it's like taking it's taking like a, how a vegetable lives and making it literal. Mm. Like Veggie Tales. Like Veggie Tales, Larry the, the fucking cucumber. <laughs> faith and glory of God. You know he got ass. Uh, none of the very te- none of the veggie tales vegetables can go to heaven. <laughs> Tell me. Tell me more. Well they haven't been baptized and they cannot be baptized. Oh, and also shit. like just theologically they can't get to heaven. I think that's quite funny that they're still you know <laughs> they're still out here. Pushing their agenda. Yeah, they are. That's faith for you, know? almost crazy, huh? Crying Hawaiian. <laughs> I uh I had a buddy when I was younger and he was I, a tomato. I, I volunteered in, in the church a lot. <laughs> um and he was in the same grade as my sisters. So when he got to high school, I was a senior. Uh, and he finally got to the point where he could he could volunteer and work with the the youngest children, like the the you know preschool type children. And I remember he was, like one of his first lessons was like, I'm gonna teach him that pets aren't allowed to go to heaven and why pets aren't allowed to go to heaven. And we're going to talk about it biblically because these kids need to know. Why? I was just like, <laughs> what? what? Do, Why? They're six. <laughs> like, I didn't need to know that. I don't give a shit. It's a painful conversation. Yeah. So, kids, who here likes animals? <laughs> Me. Who here likes God? Me. Well, your dog's not going with you. I've got some harsh news for a punch in the room. Let's get started. I don't know how I got on that topic. Uh, Moving on. Vegetables can't go to heaven oh, either. Oh, vegetables yeah. can't go to heaven either. Yeah. Well, <laughs> lots of pasta. Well, episode 165, here with Crying Hawaiian. Yeah, if, you're still, Hawaiian. If, you, if you've made it this far and you're still fucking with us, go watch Diesel Shot. Hell yeah. Diesel Shot, you can catch us on twitch.tv slash Diesel Shot. Show up I on... I am Flesh Party on there. Uh... I show, show up. up on Diesel Shot with the username Sade Smalls. <laughs> oh yeah, freak, freak him the fuck out. Every yeah. follower gets to name a generic NPC, 
Um, and I appear on... There's the about show. to be three Sage Smalls, baby. <laughs> Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays are my days, but we stream every day except Tuesday and Sunday. That's, that's like a job. It's the coolest fucking job ever. <laughs> <laughs> You're a nerd. Oh, uh, where am I? Where am I? I'll see you next week. That's a, that is a true statement. We will be back next week to finish off our uh, the current, cats current the <laughs> cats in the cradle. Cats in the cradle with a spell. All right, uh, k- killing killing the cat. Yeah, that one. Curiosity uh, is a uh, uh, curious mind. Is a terrible curse. Yeah, the series. Uh, finale next week. So Let's find uh, the curse, baby. So tune, the curse tune, is demons. Tune in, tune in for that demon finale <laughs> next week here demons. on here on like Lots of Pasta and uh, and crying a wine. You uh, you'll you'll be back. You'll be back soon. Yeah, online. Online, coming coming Digital. to a computer near you. Coming to a Zoom meeting near you. This Christmas, one Hawaiian, two tears. <laughs> oh, as lots always. Of beers. <laughs> lots of beers. Lots of beers. Oh, that was it. That's the episode. <laughs> Why are they still listening? Go home. Be with your family. Merry Christmas. Away to the days and when the moon is high. Until we stand at the shore